welcome to Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. I'm your aptly named host of your favorite hebdomadal podcast. It's mid-July. We've got the live music, and that can only mean one thing. It's our 650th show and 13th anniversary celebration, Jubilee anniversary celebration. Welcome. Welcome to the 650th show. Here's our associate producer, Kate, with a little known fact about your favorite hebdomadal podcast that needs to be more widely known. Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio is in the top 1.5% of the 3.14 million podcasts worldwide. We'll talk more about that shortly. Yes, we will. And Kate, what's happening today for the 650th? Your co-host today is Claire Meyerhoff, and Claire has brought her 13 pro tips and top tactics for nonprofit podcasts. We've got much more live music from Scott Stein, our contributors, Jean Takagi and Amy Sample Ward are here, and Jenna Lynch from our sponsor DonorBox will drop in. It's fun and music and celebration and gratitude. We're sponsored by DonorBox. With intuitive fundraising software from DonorBox, your donors give four times faster. Helping you help others. DonorBox.org. Thank you. Thank you very much, Kate. Claire Meyerhoff, it's so good to see you. Welcome. Welcome. Tony Martinetti, thank you so much for having me on your 650th show. That's an amazing accomplishment. <laughs> it's, it's always a pleasure. Every July, I look forward to this. And, yes. and every you joining and everybody else joining. Um, the very first show was uh, July 16th in 2010. Wow. And you were on the second show. I was on July show number two. July 23rd. Absolutely. Yes, wow. you were. Yes. How are you doing? What's uh, what's going on in the Claire Meyerhoff world? I'm I'm doing very well. I would say that the um, my professional highlight of the year after, of course, being on Tony Martinetti's nonprofit <laughs> radio, was that I attended um, my most favorite planned giving conference in the universe, which is the Carolinas Planned Giving Conference at Canuga, the North Carolina and South Carolina councils put on this great. Um, meeting in the mountains of North Carolina. And this year I was invited to do a keynote with my podcast partner, Kathy Sheffield. And we, instead of doing like a keynote thing, we came up with a panel. So we did, uh, we were the, we called it the 2023 Canuga keynote panel, the Secure Act 2.0 and how it impacts fundraising. So we had a nice little panel of experts and I asked them questions and uh, we think it was uh, pretty popular. You were in North Carolina. I didn't know. No, know. I'm not. I'm not in North Carolina. I, I, know, I traveled no, there. No, no, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> you traveled to North Carolina. And you delivered. I didn't know. I would have come. You were in the mountains. I'm at the beach. It's a little. It's a little far it's away. It's about I, 350 miles apart. Yeah, but next bit, time I will. It's 350 miles between friends. Come on. All right. All right. <laughs> the mountain. The mountains of North Carolina are beautiful. They certainly are. They certainly are. And uh, you have. Uh, you brought some uh, some wisdom with you for your uh, thirteen pro tips and top tactics. For I did for nonprofit podcasts. Yes, I did because I get asked this question a lot about podcasting because my background is in radio, and then I currently you know host and produce my own podcast, and uh, you know I've really been around the block with all this, and there's a lot of um, I've. I have a lot of wisdom, I think, to impart to anyone, a nonprofit, considering launching a podcast. It's a very big undertaking. and uh, Or if you have an existing podcast, some things that might help you. So I hope that everybody learns from my 13 pro tips and top tactics for nonprofit podcasts. I'm sure, I'm sure they will. I'm sure we will. Uh, we're going to get to them. Let's bring in uh, Scotty. Scott Stein, Brooklyn, New York. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Tony? My pleasure. I'm well. Thank you. Thanks for joining on the 650th. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. I'm uh, glad to be here. This is always a highlight for me. And uh, every time I tell people about this podcast, I say, boy, you know, he's got 550 episodes. And they go, oh, my goodness. And they say, well, no, this time it's 600. And they go, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I've almost I've lost track of the hundreds at this point. Oh, you're so thoughtful. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a long run. It just, you know, I... I 
somebody was uh i was on someone else's podcast and they were they were saying wow you know such a long run i say i i told them that i i, I latch on to things that i learn and then i just keep doing them so i don't have to learn something new i just i just keep doing the same thing 650 times it, it uh it, it's very uh freeing i don't have to learn something else Right, but you learn as you go, and you and you find new wrinkles, and and even though your you you say that it, it it feels the same, but like you you obviously bring a different energy to every episode, and you find ways to keep it interesting and keep your listeners engaged, keep them coming back. Uh, it's really really pretty remarkable. Well, that's because uh, we have great guests, and uh, and two of the great guests that are recurring guests, they're they're not recurring guests. That's the wrong. That's the wrong uh, appellation. They are contributors. And of course, I'm talking about Gene Takagi and Amy Sample Ward. Welcome, Gene. How are you? I'm doing great. Honored to be here on your anniversary, Tony. Um, it's been a wonderful resource for the nonprofit sector. And I, I agree. Absolutely great guests, myself not included, but everybody else, great guests and uh, uh, a very witty but deeply thoughtful host. So thank you. Oh, thank you. All right. That's uh, we, I try to keep it entertaining. You know, we're, we're, we want to work in the intersection of value for non, for small and mid-sized nonprofits and entertainment. And I think there is a space in there where we can, it can be light and still valuable. Absolutely. Amy Sample Ward, welcome. Hi. Welcome. I'm excited Warsaw. that I could call in across time zones. We're really testing things today. Welcome from Warsaw, Poland. Tell us why you're there. I'm doing some trainings with an organization here around, you know, the usual, how to use technology in this world for nonprofit work. You're a Bosch, uh, you're part of the Bosch Fellowship, is that right? Yeah, the Robert Bosch Academy. That's uh, not I, in Warsaw, though. That is in Berlin. But I that, just happened to be already being so close, it was easy to make the train ride over to Warsaw and do some trainings here. Where else have you been in Europe? Anywhere else besides uh, home base Berlin? Uh, well, many years ago, before I started joining your podcast, um, I lived in England. And so we uh, did. Go we went back to London and got to show our daughter around the city um, for a week, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But otherwise, yes. the summer in Berlin has been more than adequate to keep us busy. <laughs> Your family is with you. Max and Oren are with you. That's wonderful mm -hmm. for the for the summer. And this is three, you're doing this for three months, right? The whole summer? Yeah, I will have been here for three months. They, they didn't come at the start, but. Okay, okay. You're there for June, July, and August? Yeah. Essentially? All right, all right. Gene, what's going on with you? What, what's, what's happening in, uh, in the uh, NEO Law Group? Well, lots of stuff going on, um, of course, in our country right now. So we had the big affirmative action case come down, um, the website, web design case. So there's lots of stuff coming from the Supreme Court and nonprofits trying to navigate it. So we've been staying busy, but I've got a road trip planned um, to Vancouver with like three national parks uh, or state parks um, along the way. So we're really looking forward to that in about three weeks time. Wonderful, time away. Excellent, excellent. Let's bring in uh, Kate Martinetti. She's the newest member of the Nonprofit Radio family, our associate producer, Kate Martinetti. Kate, welcome. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Glad to have you. And I realized that uh, before we got started, I neglected to introduce you to Amy Sample Ward when they joined. So Amy- I was going to say, I, I see a, a interesting last name pair on this call. <laughs> yeah, it's you quite know. a coincidence. It, it's quite a coincidence, isn't it? The, the way I I found the uh, I found Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, so I I just you know became the aptly named host, and then there's this Kate Martinetti who happened to wander along, so uh, so I brought her in. So uh, Kate, meet Amy. Amy, meet Kate. But you're not related. No, we no, are. Kate. We... <laughs> of course, Kate they're is, related. Kate oh. is my uh, Kate is my niece. She's just oh wow. 
just recently yeah. graduated from uh, AMDA, the uh, Academy of Musical, uh, no, the American Musical and Dramatic Academy in uh, New York City. She just, so she's professionally trained. And uh, I was happy to bring her on. We, we, we did something together on a lark because I was at their home. They live in uh, South Jer Southern New Jersey. And uh, I thought, well, I have a professionally trained person and I have to do a show while I'm at your house. So let's bring her in. And uh, I love the way Amazing. she sounded. I love the way she sounded. And uh, so now she's in permanently. I wouldn't believe that you were not related because every once in a while I'll meet someone and, you know, we'll be at some event and we're sat at the same table and we both have the last name sample and we are not related. So it, <laughs> it, can, it can happen. You can have a not super common name and not be related, but glad to know that you really are and excited that you're doing a fun cross-generational project together, like nonprofit radio. <laughs> that's true. I never even, I never even thought of that's true. Even we brought in another generation. Absolutely. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, Kate can learn from you, Tony. It's a <laughs> legacy. You can learn from Kate. Gen, we brought in a Gen Z, we, which we did not have. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, Kate, just, uh, you know, uh, we're all talking around you and about you. Uh, what, what's going on? Uh, what are you doing this summer since you graduated from uh, AMDA? Um, well, obviously, working with you every Thursday, you know, to record and put out something for your show. Highlight of your um, week, of course, naturally. <laughs> my favorite part of the week, um, getting to call my uncle. Um, I was hoping to uh, start working at a local theater. Um, but I mean, I think you've heard about like the SAG-AFTRA strike. Mm. Um, so mm. although I could definitely still work at local theaters, it seems that most actors aren't, I mean, even me, I don't know if I want to go even though it's my passion to be on stage, I want to support my um, my union, even though I'm not a part of SAG, and also support the writers who are putting out um, beautiful pieces for us to work on. So I'm kind of, you know, I'm okay doing voiceover work for now. And then hopefully when things cool over, when SAG and the writers get what they deserve, and then I'll hopefully get back on stage. <laughs> I admire your commitment to the uh, to the labor movement. Absolutely, even though you're not a member, no, uh, it, it's important. It's important. Yes. All right. I'm glad you're with us. Uh, love working with you. Every yes, every Thursday night we uh, we produce the show for the following Monday. Um, Claire, why don't you uh, why don't you kick us off with a couple of your uh, what are we pro top tips tactics. Pro tips and top tactics. Yeah, everybody's uh, everybody's chomping to to hear these. I can I can see this. A couple of people are holding up signs. You know, where's Claire's tips? I know Al uh, Roker was just you know so, tapping on my no. shoulder. Where are we, the we tips? Have, nobody's got signs, but uh, <laughs> and, and nobody put in the chat. But I, we're all interested still. So let's kick off. What, what uh, what's uh, what's some uh, uh, number one uh, pro tip? Well, we have 13, 13 tips coming up, and the first the first. Pro tips and top tactics one, two, and three are all about giving important consideration to the why, the what, and the who of your nonprofit's podcast. So the first one is why have a podcast? Should you have a podcast because the uh, your board chair is like, we need to have a podcast, <laughs> or your executive director is like, put me on a podcast. No, that's not the reason to have a podcast. The reason to have your nonprofit podcast is to highlight all the wonderful people and work of your mission. So that's really important. That's the why have a podcast. And there's some other reasons too. If you have a podcast, you're gathering content in a new way. So let's say you interview someone for your podcast and then a couple of months later, you're doing your newsletter. Well, gee, you've got all this content on on tape. I still like to use the word tape that you can go back to. And it's a great way to, to capture content. Tony, do you have anything to add to my first tip about why I have a podcast? Yeah, you, you certainly, you're right. You know, you, you want to center your mission. What, what, what work do you do? Who do you do it for? Um, you know, mission, uh, it should be mission-centered, right? You're not, you don't want to go off like I did once and have a podcast on fermentation. Because in, in, my, uh, in my early days, I thought, well, we'll just have, we'll do some occasional off-topic shows 
And so I brought somebody on. Uh, he's still he's still well known, I think, in the fermentation community. Uh, his his name is Sandor Katz, but he used to go by Sandor Kraut because sauerkraut is a like very sauerkraut. popular fermented food. So I interviewed Sandor Kraut, and uh, uh, it 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 was okay. You know, but <laughs> about a, about halfway through, I was realizing this is really this really does not belong on nonprofit radio, and. Uh, Claire uh, agreed uh, more effusively than I just stated it, but uh, <laughs> so she was pretty adamant that, and I had another one lined up too. Um, I was going to do, uh, I, I had another one, uh, a Santa Claus. I was going to interview a professional Santa Claus. Right. So I don't know. You know, I was just thinking, all right. I thought, well, nonprofit professionals are varied in their interests, but uh, what I didn't realize in the moment when I made the decision to bring Sandor on was that they can pursue those other interests through other podcasts that I was I was lacking that in my thinking uh, so I brought Sandor on it's uh it was an early show I don't know many many years ago it was, it was in the first year or two I think something like that um, anyway that's all to say center your mission our mission here is small and mid-sized nonprofits there will be no more fermentation shows I'm not going to bring the professional Santa Claus on. I, he was disappointed too. I, I felt and I felt bad. I'm, I'm letting Santa Claus down. You know, I'm, you feel bad about that. I mean, the man makes his living uplifting children, and here I am telling him, you know, I, I wanted you on the show, but now you can't come. So I felt bad about dissing Santa, but uh, it had to be done for the for the good of the mission. That's the whole point, uh, Claire. Center your mission in your in your podcast. Well, and that's tip number two, is that what is your podcast about? Really, what is the what is the what of your podcast? And it's not about your executive director's ego. It's not about fermentation, unless you're the National <laughs> Fermentation Association. Um, your your podcast, again, is about your mission. And so that's that's what it is about. And then number three in the first our first little group, who is your ideal listener? And this one, I think, is really, really important because Pretty much every nonprofit organization I've worked with or helped them with the podcast, I say, well, who who is your ideal listener? And they go, oh, the general public. We want everybody to listen. And that's that is really you're really off base with that, because unless you're maybe like, you know, an animal rescue um, podcast and you give like tips for heat wave with dogs and stuff like people will find that podcast and listen to it. If you're the Humane Society or something, that's a helpful podcast to a lot of people. But in general, um, the the who is going to listen to your podcast are going to be your most engaged people. So they might be board members, they might be longtime volunteers, and they're your longtime donors and supporters that really care about your mission. And I think the litmus test a little bit is for choosing your audience. If after listening to this podcast, would that person, would that donor feel more inclined to include your nonprofit in their will or other estate plans? Does the content of your Ooh, podcast make them feel like they're, you know, they're getting good inside information that, that your nonprofit's good stewards of donations that the people who work there are really, you know, doing, doing good work. And so I think that's the, who your ideal listener is. It's that really close, close group of people. It's not some big, vast general audience that's going to find you on, on Spotify. If you're, you know, a local podcast, say in Detroit about homelessness. So. Interesting how my, you bring in, uh, you bring in a, a, a planned giving litmus test. Would you said after listening, would people include you in their will? Ooh, that's a pretty high. That's a pretty high bar you've chosen. Well, it's it's you know you're you're speaking directly to a long time, you know, loyal donor who's been giving to you maybe for twenty years, maybe ten dollars a year, and that's your your typical you know really good plan giving prospect. And so I do like to use that as a litmus test. And then another thing is you can you know put a little like a, I call them commercials, but you can put a little recorded PSA or something, or you can read it like Kate does read it read it live, and you could have a PSA about plan giving at your organization, right? So you can talk about that about your legacy society and how people can you know get more information you know put in your URL for your plan giving dot orgs hashtag or slash legacy or whatever. So I think that that is a good. Um, 
litmus test about what your content should be. Now, it shouldn't be like deep in the woods, like, oh, let's talk about rates for charitable gift annuities. No, 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 no. It it wouldn't be that, right? But it would be other things that when someone is listening to your podcast, they're like, wow, you know, this is really, I really agree with this. This is really great. I'm happy. I'm proud to be a supporter of this this organization. Okay. That's my number third. Okay. And you're, of course, the PSAs could be any related to anything, uh, planned giving or become a monthly sustainer. But of course, you don't want to get, you don't want to get carried away either with promoting giving or volunteering. One, one, one little spot, you know, one little spot. It's kind of like I used to be a traffic reporter, right? And and at the the end of the traffic, uh, you know, my traffic report, I'd say, and, you know, traffic is brought to you by Lido Pizza. Lido Pizza is square (laughs) because Lido Pizza never cuts corners. That's a 10 second (laughs) little spot, right? So Lido Pizza. Lido This was the, was this your WTO? In DC. This is, no, this is at Mix 107.3, the ABC, um, uh, CHR station in in DC where I did DC, right. traffic for a Lido, while. Yeah, so those little they're you know those are little ten second spots. All right, and, Lido, and but, really they're really valuable. That's a great you know you could just put that at the end of your at your nonprofit podcast. Interested in in leaving a legacy to help animals? Visit blah 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 slash legacy. Right. I'm more interested in Lido Pizza never cutting corners. But so they no, pizza uh, square because so Lido Pizza never cuts corners. There's pizza is square, so they did Sicilian square. pizza. And of course, of course, you wouldn't cut the corners. The corner is the best part. You want the corner right. slice. And someone wrote that, pie. and it was you know read on all the radio stations on that's, Washington I, DC and I Baltimore. I think that's a brilliant line. Never cut corners. <laughs> Lido Pizza never cut corners. <laughs> right. I saw one. I saw something on a. Uh, this was. Uh, um, an electric company. There was a truck. It was something like uh, Ganser Electric. Let us check your shorts. And I thought that's that was a great brilliant. tagline. Let us check your shorts. I thought <laughs> that's a really that's a really great right. tagline. Years ago, I helped judge a nonprofit tagline contest, a national one. And and you know the the classic best example of a of a um a, a tagline would be um oh my train of thought just went but anyhow. That's all right. Think of it later. Stick with Lido Lido Pizza. Never cuts corners. I know. Maybe there's a Lido Pizza Foundation and I could help them start a planned giving program. All right. I would like to work with you on that. Or Tony could. I'd like to work with you on that. All right. Uh, You want to give us one more tip uh, in this uh, this little block of uh, tips? Sure. Those were my first three tips. The the why, what, and who of your podcast. And then my next group is production, making it happen. How do you make it happen? And we'll talk about more later, but the first one would be, this is tip number four, who is going to do the heavy lifting? A podcast is a lot of work and who in your organization is going to take on this long-term commitment? It's just not just one little thing that you do one weekend and you forget it. And it needs to be someone who is super excited about doing this podcast, someone who learns quickly, someone who's tech savvy, perhaps like Kate Martinetti, someone who's tech savvy, they could they could run your podcast. And that's really important. Like who's really going to do the work? Because in a lot of cases, a nonprofit podcast has one person doing all the work. They're the host, they're the producer, they book the guests, they they record it and they edit it, they make it an MP3, they put it up on Buzzsprout or their other host, and they they do it all. So if you have this one person that's super excited about doing the podcast with some skills, that's really, um, that's really, really, really important. And I agree with you that they should be excited about it. Not, yes. well, all right, you know, uh, okay. Uh, if you're going to add it to my to-do list. Uh, yes. You know, which is usually fine. how it, how it happens. Right. right. You got to be, because <laughs> it, it, it is a lot of work and you want somebody who's motivated, you know, who's got some, got some passion about it, you know, really is, is interested in, taking on that, that heavy lifting that you described, uh, because, because it takes time. It does take time. It does take right. time. Claire, cool. Thank you. We will, we're going to revisit yes. these, uh, through the, through the show. And, we'll uh, I just, uh, at this point, I want to bring in, uh, our resident musician from Brooklyn, Hello. New York, Scott Stein. Scott's going to, uh, Scott's going to do a song for us. A new day. Tell us about the song, Scott. Uh, I, <clears throat> I think the song is it's mostly about fermentation 
<laughs> so it's mission centric. Sure. You've centered sure. the mission of the show. I wasn't sure if too much time had elapsed. Maybe your listeners may have forgotten about that section. Um, no, that was a, that was a that was a bona fide callback. No, that was okay, a good one. Cool, cool. Uh, it's not about that. Um, I think uh, the song's rather new, so I, I I think it is about kind of just finding your way through the you know the challenges in life and trying to to stay centered, which is I think something that's uh, easier said than done for most of us, myself included. By the way, there might be some uh, might get some sound effects. It just started thunderstorming here in Brooklyn, so uh, so if you hear that, uh, hopefully it'll be just like right in rhythm. But we'll okay. see. I'll, I'll see what I can do about that. That's how, that's how we know we're live. Yes. Thunder in the background. We don't we don't we don't take that out. All right, Scott Stein, yeah. a new day.
Gottstein. Woo! Thank you. Beautiful. Scott, that's lovely. That's a beautiful new song. A new day. It's a new that day. That's so great, Scott. Thank you. Glad you, glad you enjoy it. Absolutely. Doing, doing some shows coming up, so it's an impetus to get some new songs written and finished and, and out into the world. So so there you go. Glad, glad, thank you for doing it. And we've got, uh, we've got more. Scott's going to do a couple of other songs for us shortly. I want to bring in uh, Jenna Lynch from our sponsor donor box. Jenna, first of all, am I saying your name correctly? Is it Jenna or Gina? It's Jenna. Good job. <laughs> Jenna. Welcome. Jenna is a nonprofit advocate at uh, our sponsor donor box. Uh, Jenna, thank you for joining and thank you for donor boxes sponsorship of nonprofit radio. Well, thank you for having me and congratulations, 650 shows, 13 years. That is uh, incredible. That is just amazing. I've been a fan for a long time, so I'm really grateful to be a part of this. And I didn't know I was entering into a co a concert here. That was really cool. <laughs> I see you've got your branded t-shirt on, Very or your branded, uh, not sure t-shirt, your branded button-down shirt. Yes, I've got the donor box oh, yes. shirt. Okay. Got Always the representing. Wearing the swag. <laughs> So, so Jenna, tell us a little about uh, DonorBox. I mean, this is, is used by 50,000 organizations worldwide, uh, 40,000 in the United States. What, what's going on? What's the formula at DonorBox that uh, you've got uh, 50,000 organizations worldwide using this? Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for that question. So at DonorBox, we are all about empowering nonprofits to make a difference. So we are a fundraising platform built with fundraisers for fundraisers. So our team, we've had our boots on the ground and we really inform what the product looks like because we understand the seasons of nonprofit and nonprofit pain points. So I think that's one thing that really um, helps our nonprofit users really thrive. Um, and something that I think also makes us stand out is that at the heart of our fundraising platform is something called the Ultra Swift donation form. So this is really a game changer um, designed to reduce, reduce that donor drop off when they're making a donation. And it provides a really quick donation experience that is, we've timed this over four times faster than traditional donation forms, because we, we all know that we don't want to go through the hassle of making that transaction, right? We say that on the show uh, every week. Uh, you you yes. make donations four times faster. So good, cool. Because I was going to ask you why, why are yes. donations going four times faster? All right. Yes. So right. So it cuts down on drop off. It cuts down on drop off, uh, which really makes a big difference. Because in today's digital age, we are all about convenience. We've all we're all donating on our phones. We're all using these digital wallets, right? So we don't want to go through the hassle of plugging through these long, ugly, tedious forms. So with our Ultra Swift Pay, folks can make a donation in uh, you know a really quick time, and that means that your nonprofit is getting that donation uh, super fast as well. So. Um, I think that's a pretty big deal for folks. And you have something new to the uh, the live kiosk, right? Donor box live yes. kiosk. What is that about? Sure. Uh, well, so that's a perfect segue. I think beyond our donation pages and forms, we offer a comprehensive suite of fundraising solutions. So it's not just the forms and the pages. So from uh, selling event tickets to uh, engaging supporters through peer-to-peer -peer campaigns, crowdfunding pages, text to give, um, we really offer a versatile uh, set of fundraising solutions to cater to all needs. And one of those things is the DonorBox Live kiosk. This is something that we recently released and we're seeing really great results from our nonprofit community. So it's for those in-person fundraising moments. So it's um, it really simplifies the process of collecting on-site donations and on-the-spot donations using a tablet or card reader. So this kind of replaces that clunky box that you have at the front of your museum or at your brick and mortar mortar nonprofit, people can uh, swipe, tap, or dip their card and uh, give in a way that's convenient for them. And you can still engage those folks later. So instead of people just dropping five bucks into a box and you have no idea who did it, people will give through the live kiosk. They get a thank you and a receipt automatically. And you can put those people into your fundraising cycle so that you can continue to nurture those relationships. 
So that's for like galas, golf outings, uh, auctions, things like this. Anything, anything live and in person. Yes, exactly. It really um, is a great apply to all. Okay. Uh, Before you go, leave us with uh, one more thing you'd like, you'd like uh, our listeners to know about uh, donor box. And let me thank you again for the donor box sponsorship. What what, what would you like, what would you like to leave us with? Sure. Uh, I think one final note, I think what truly sets DonorBox apart is our team's commitment to supporting the growth of our nonprofit users. So yes, we have all this awesome tech, but we truly believe in the human touch, right? Which is why we are a team of people that have had experience in the nonprofit sector ourselves. So we provide a, a range of resources to Um, help our nonprofit users. So our customer success team is totally uh, amazing and dedicated to helping nonprofits succeed. And they provide this personalized support 24 hours a day, Monday through Friday, and they even offer weekend um, help as well. And beyond this, we offer fundraising coaching through our premium package, uh, monthly free webinars. And we have something called the DonorBox Academy to provide these really valuable guidance and knowledge and courses and resources all in one kind of tidy package. So we're really here to walk alongside you throughout your fundraising journey. So again, balancing the tech with the human touch and making sure that you're accomplishing your goals. Thank you, Jenna. Thank you. Thank you again for the donor box sponsorship. Uh, Jenna Lynch, nonprofit. Thank you so much for having me at donor box. My pleasure. Thank you. And Jenna, thanks for being at the NTC this year. Of course. So long, Jenna. All right. Uh, Claire, you know, something interesting. uh, Claire, we're going to talk about some some more of the uh, 13 uh, pro tips and uh, top tactics. But just something interesting, you know, uh, I asked Jenna, was I pronouncing her name right? To me, J E N A. You know, it's just it's it's Jenna. Uh, that's that's the only that's the only to me that's the only conceivable pronunciation. But when you bring in a second set of eyes or more, like Kate, as as uh, our associate producer, she asked me before we went live, "Is it Jenna or Gina?" And I thought, "Oh shit, it could be Gina. It could be Gina." So you see the value of of uh, well. My, my brilliant uh, niece, first of all, but uh, very close second to that, the value of somebody else, you know, just another perspective. I mean, of course it could be Gina, but to me, there was no other way. Um, so there is another way and having a different perspective on anything. Uh, I'm getting a little prophetic now, uh, a little, uh, little misty, you know, anything besides how to pronounce somebody's name uh, is valuable. A new perspective, fresh perspective. So, give us some fresh perspective on uh, on uh, nonprofit uh, nonprofit podcasts. Let's talk about a couple more, shall we, Claire? Let's do a few more tips for for good nonprofit podcasts. And so, my tip number five is only let a few select hands touch this podcast. So this is not a project for a committee. No podcast. Right? <laughs> you will never have a podcast see the light of day when you have a committee to the, the podcast committee. The podcast committee is, is not a good thing. Really, one person can do the whole thing and then you might have two people involved. Let's say you have someone that's a host besides yourself or, or vice versa. So have just a very, very few people in, involved in your podcast because one person really can do it all. And one person can decide the format. They can book the guests. They can serve as host. They can record. They can edit, upload that final MP3 and make sure that it it gets fed to podcast providers like Spotify and, and iHeart and, and all those, you know, there's a whole sequence to this. And then also like, where is this going to live on your website? So there's a lot of backend stuff to to doing your podcast. So my my tip number five is only let a few people touch the podcast. Number six is one person can do it all because I like to just really emphasize, emphasize that. And so we're just, you know, moving, moving along. So right, can I can more? I just can I sure. meld those two, five and six? The the only thing that I do have help with is 
on that back end. So, you know, your your yes. one tip is just a few people. And I do have help on the technical side. Uh, our web guy, Mark Silverman, uh, social media, Susan Chavez. So, you know, I produce a, an audio file every week and I put it someplace for, for Mark. And then he puts it where the, um, the podcast uh, platform crawlers will find it. Uh, Apple, Spotify, Google, et cetera. He, so, so, uh, so putting those two to get two tips together, I do have some help on the, on the back end, but absolutely agree with you that one person can do, I mean, could do all of it, but certainly one person could do the front side, all the guests and the ideas and the hosting and one person, uh, you know, back backside. Right. But do you remember real nonprofit life? If one person does it and that person leaves, you no longer have a podcast because no one else in the organization knows oh, where you upload the file to or how you recorded it or who the guest list was. So back to Claire's very original point, a podcast is a long-term commitment. And that means, well, it does not, I absolutely agree. Technology of any kind by committee, usually never ever turned on. Um, but there needs to be some ability for folks to go on vacation and take some time off for folks to share knowledge, have backups. Um, because otherwise, you know, it's similar reasons why you don't have only one person in an organization that knows about the program and runs the pro program entirely by themselves. Otherwise, <laughs> your program or your service would end as soon as they left the organization. That's an excellent point. And so it would be very, it would behoove you to create, you know, documents concerning the podcast. Like if you have a format sheet or anything and, you know, share that with other people at the organization so that they are at least familiar with it. And, you know, another point would be too, if you just do a podcast once a month, that's really enough. People like, you know, Tony has this massive commitment, right? Where he does it, it once a week, but it's, it's a, that's a load of work. So for your nonprofit, once a month is fine. It really is. And you can just, you know, do it once a month. That gives you plenty of time to, to get it, to get it all together. The only thing I would add to that is uh, before we bring in Scott, because we got some music coming up from Scott very shortly. Uh, the, the consistency is important. If you're going to do once a month, Stick with once a month. Don't say, well, we're going to take the summer off. You know what? Because then the summer bleeds into the fall and your podcast collapses. People, people unsubscribe. You, consistency is key. If it's going to be whatever it's going to be, twice a month, once a month, if you're going to go for weekly, you know, that is a big lift. That's an enormous lift for somebody who's got a full-time job too. Um, just be consistent. Stick with it. To Amy's point, if you go on vacation, either pre-record a show so to cover yourself while you're away or have somebody fill in for you. You can certainly have a, a, a guest host. Uh, uh, David Letterman had guest hosts and uh, other people whose nighttime shows uh, I don't watch anymore still have guest hosts. I was going to go to Johnny Carson with uh, Joan Rivers, but that's probably wasted on 98% of the audience. So exactly. Amy's shaking her head. No, what's that? Kate is like my, my, uh, my, uh, my 61 year old uncle. Uh, right, exactly. But uh, you can have it. You can have a guest host. We'll leave it. Uh, my my examples, my my dated examples aside, you can have a guest host. Keep with the consistency. Right to right to Claire's point and to uh, and to Amy's point. We're gonna bring I, Scott. We're gonna bring. Oh, what? Well, I want to emphasize that when I talk about like having one person do it, that's really mostly for the beginning to get this thing launched, right? Because it's really hard to get thing, to get this podcast launched. But once you have that podcast going, then after a couple of episodes, you could bring in a guest host. And now that person is learning more and more. But I think the the one person or, or few hands is definitely right at the, when you're, you're starting your podcast. So you can, you know, get it done. And absolutely, <laughs> and, and absolutely no committee. No committee. That, no it will, committee. It will, it will languish. Okay, let's bring in Scott. Uh, I uh, I requested Scott uh, play a song that I love, love on his album. Uh, he introduced it for us last year on the 600th show, uh, Uphill. The, the album is Uphill. Yes. And my favorite song on that album is uh, A Good Life. And I, I love that. Scott, I'm, I guess I'm. I guess I'm supposed to let the musician talk about their show, but I mean their song. Okay. But uh, but but uh, you know you're suffering a lackluster host. You, you all 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 five of you know this. So 
that's uh, but I'm but I, but I'm a fan, so I'm, I'm sharing effusively. I love that the album is uphill, but the final song on the album is a good life. Thank you. I'm I, I'm so glad you, you. First of all, thank you for requesting the song and, and taking such a, a careful listen. Yeah, the, the album is uh, it. It's definitely a moodier piece. Um, I was. Uh, my family and I went through I'll give you the short version but we were going through a lot there was uh, we, we it lost some dear family members and there was just a lot of turmoil and this record was kind of my way of of um, working through it uh, but I needed to end on an uplifting note or some kind of some kind of joy even if it's hard won and, and that's where this the song really came from and uh, so I'm happy to do it for you Thank you, Scott. A good life.
Beautiful. A good life, Scott Stein. Nice. Don't just stick to what you know. Let it fly and watch it go. Love that. I always love that. <laughs> when I'm listening on my own, that one just always catches me. Oh. Don't just stick to what you know. Let it fly and watch it go. Thank you, Scott. Thank you. Thank you. Claire. Yes, let's, Tony. Uh, let's uh, talk about some more uh, pro tips and, uh, and, and finish out your 13. Yeah. Well, I'd like to, for, for budding broadcasters, people who want to do their own nonprofit podcasts, and you're thinking, well, what, what would be some of the topics? What would we talk about on this nonprofit podcast? So I suggest looking to your existing communications. What type of content gets the best feedback on your social media and your newsletter, your e-news, right? Like you do a little feature on a, on a donor or something and, and you get a bunch of emails from people going, Oh, I love that little article about the lady that did XYZ. So your, your existing content really should inspire you to what is going to be on the podcast. What do your, your longtime uh, donors like to hear about? And then I, I my next tip is something that Tony gave me. I love this. Your topics and your guests also should pull back the curtain that each episode should illustrate it for those who love it and want to know more. Let those people know that there's, you know, something behind behind here. There's like magic happening that's making this nonprofit so great. So try to pull back the the curtain a little bit. And then um, my next tip is something Tony, I know, agrees with too. You should adopt a guest first policy. So a lot of people say like, oh, I'd love, we should really do a story about the people cleaning up the rivers in our community. Well, do you know anybody? No. And then you have to like hunt around for this magical person who's going to come on and talk about this content. On the flip side, if you do guest first, let's say you're talking to someone at your organization, they tell you something really, really interesting. You're like, wow, that was so interesting. That person is really lively. They want to do the podcast. That's the person who should be on your podcast. And then that's guest first. So it's you think about the guest first and the um, the topic is secondary. And I think a great way to illustrate this is with Prince Harry and Meghan, who got this massive um, uh, they've got a ton of money to do a podcast for Spotify, but now we're reading then they, you know, Spotify is not doing that anymore. And so <laughs> they killed it. So now I read little things in the news about, you know, people who know stuff about what was going on, you know, behind the scenes. And so they would get on a call with Prince Harry, who I think is a lovely guy. And, and they'd say, well, what kind of, you know, podcast do you want to do? And he'd go, well, you know, I would love to talk to Vladimir Putin about his childhood trauma. <laughs> or I would love to talk to Donald Trump about his childhood trauma. And then the producers working with Harry would say, well, do you know Putin? Do you know Trump? Well, no. So how how is that going to happen? Meanwhile, you're <laughs> Prince Harry, right? Like a lot of people would want to come on your podcast that, you know, like super cool people, right? Like he's involved in a lot of different nonprofit causes. There must, you know, there'd be all kinds of great people he could have on his podcast, but he's pitching these ideas that are just not going to happen. And that happens too with nonprofit podcasts. They say, oh, we really need to do it about this. And it's like, well, who are we going to have on? Oh, I don't know. And then you look around for this magic person and then maybe you find the person and they go, no, I don't want to be on a podcast. You want people who want to be on your podcast that are excited about being on your podcast. So if you go and look at like your previous newsletters and things and you say, oh my God, we interviewed this woman about this. She was, she loved doing the article. She loved the article. We'll put her on your podcast. She's already warmed up. So I, you know, I yeah. love to repurpose content and ideas um, with nonprofits. I I love that uh, shameless uh, self-promotion that the uh, that Tony Martinetti nonprofit radio uh, outlived the Harry and Meghan podcast. Yes. Okay. There's and another you're getting one. more there's, money. That's there's another the one. Thing. You know, the Bruce Springsteen, Barack <laughs> Obama podcast. That one collapsed. We, uh, uh, Michelle Obama had a podcast. That one collapsed. So, uh, you know, nonprofit radio has persevered through the... Uh, through the turmoil of podcasting, at, at least I believe those were both uh, Spotify podcasts. But uh, I, I feel bad for uh, Bruce and Barack that uh, they, they couldn't, keep their, <laughs> couldn't keep their podcast going. I feel they bad. They couldn't do them. as well as Tony Martinetti. I and when bad. I talk to nonprofits I about bad. podcasts, I always talk about Tony Martinetti. 
I, there's never an initial conversation that I have with someone that doesn't mention you because I'll say, look, so here's this person 13 years ago. He wanted to do this podcast. He put all those, these things in order. He's still doing it. He does one a week, every week of the year, except for two. That's 50 a year. I mean, that's, that takes a ton of work. So I always, I always talk about that. So rounding out my, my top tips. Okay. Um, okay. I think this is a, a good tip. The, the politics, right. Of the, of the nonprofit podcast. So, so if you're, you're, if you're the person working on it, like don't oversell it, right. Don't say, Oh, we're going to have, you know, one, a one a week and we're going to have all these people on. Don't oversell what you're doing. Just keep it keep it low and say, you know, we're working on a pilot episode. That's a great way to manage the nonprofit politics is to say, you know, that we're doing a pilot episode. We're going to see how it sounds. We'll let different people listen to it. And um, I think that's, that's a great thing to do. Managing expectations. Managing expectations. That's, that's probably a very good idea. We're, we're working on a pilot. Let's see how, let's see. Yeah, working on a pilot. Manage take, those expectations because yeah. that's, all right, all right. you know, it's like a campaign or something. So I'll, I'll do my very last tip right now. Oh, Let's call it number that. 13. Okay. We'll wrap it up. And okay. here's the pro, my, my number 13 pro tip. Look at existing podcasts for inspiration and validation. So look around at other nonprofits, see what they're doing, how they do it and, and do that. Find, find those. And I found a few really, really good nonprofit podcasts I want to mention, and we'll put these out there somewhere. So Feeding Tampa Bay, which is a, a you know, a food insecurity nonprofit, they have a great um, podcast. The Vermont uh-huh. Arts Council has a great podcast and something called Farm Commons has a great podcast. So there's a lot of really good nonprofit podcasts out there and you can see how they do it. You can see what their back end looks like. What does it look like on their website, right? So that's, you know, uh, what is it? It's the sincerest form of flattery is copying, copying, imitation, imitation. Thank you. All right. All right cool. Claire. Thank you. Thanks for, uh, thank you for finding three excellent examples too. Thank you. Yes. Well, I think, I think that's, you know, helpful for, for our other, our 90, other 95% of the nonprofit spectrum, the people without the big budgets. Cheap red wine is our theme music. It's been our theme music for many years. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how many, eight, 10 years, a long time, it's, a long uh, time. Yeah, something like that. I can't, I can't remember exactly how many years now. So I always ask Scott to perform cheap red wine. Um, and so I don't, Scott, you want to, you want to intro the song at all? Sure. Uh, I, I wrote this one, uh, when I was much, much younger and, uh, maybe a little more cynical. Uh, I appreciate you letting me do this song last cause the, the, it sits the highest in my, my range. It's the hardest one to sing. Uh, so, uh, allowing me to just get a little warmed up, but, uh, yeah, this was from a record I did back in 2009 called Jukebox. It was actually the first record I did after moving to New York. I moved in 07. And so I was just, you know, wide-eyed and bushy-tailed, although I didn't think I was. I certainly was back then. Uh, you know, it's fresh off the boat from Ohio, as it were. So anyway, so but I was, I was thrilled when I got the call that, uh, Tony, that you wanted to use the, the song and we're going to license it and... Uh, and I'm just so tickled that that it that you're still using it and uh, it's going strong. So uh, here's the here's the full song. Cheap red wine. It's my pleasure, Scott. Cheap red wine. Billboard, I'm looking for answers up on a TV screen. 
some girls that just live in diamonds They want to talk to the kind of clothing that I wear Well, I'm too poor for the good stuff And you're too easily distracted to range top of his range scott stein thank you thank you very much scott thanks so much for being with us for the for the 650th thank you my pleasure maybe one of claire's tips should be to have a live musician with your podcast (laughs) (laughs) well if you have a very robust podcast yes you could have live you could have live you could have live music i i get my music off of something called story blocks that's a website that has all this great non-live music Amy Sample Ward, Amy, Jean, thanks for being with me. Thanks Thanks for having us along the ride. Absolutely. My pleasure. Continued uh, good luck to you, Amy, and your your fellowship. Thanks. We'll schedule some time later and debrief it all. Okay. You could debrief on nonprofit radio if you like. That's That's what what I mean. Yeah, Yeah, we'll we'll hash it all up together. Okay. Okay. All right. Jean, thank you so much. Thanks, Tony. And just to add in to the tips, um, don't infringe on creators' rights. Don't take Scott's <laughs> songs and, and put them on there without his permission and license. And Writers Guild, go, because you got to protect those your, your, your creators' rights. So thank you, Tim, yes. for raising that up, too. Thanks, Jane. And yeah, I, uh, I licensed uh, Cheap Red Wine from Scott uh, all those years ago. Yes, I'm oh. appreciated. Proud member of Local 802 AFM. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, Claire Meyerhoff, thank you very much. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for bringing your tips. Always a pleasure to have you join us on the the uh, show anniversaries. Thanks, Claire. Tony, it's great. It's a it's a highlight of my year. I'll see you at the 700th show. You will. Woo. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Kate, congrats, Tony. Thank you. Thank you. Kate,
Take us out. Happy to, Tony. If you missed any part of this week's show. I beseech you, find it at TonyMartinetti.com. We're sponsored by DonorBox. With intuitive fundraising software from DonorBox, your donors give four times faster, helping you help others. DonorBox.org. Our creative producer is Claire Meyerhoff. I'm your associate producer, Kate Marnetti. The show's social media is by Susan Chavez. Mark Silverman is our web guy. And this glorious live music is by Scott Stein. Thank you for that affirmation, Scotty. Be with me next week for Nonprofit Radio. Big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Go out and be great. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Congrats, Tony.